Hi, and welcome back to Pause, Purpose, Possibility. I'm Chris Johnson, and I need to acknowledge right up front that I'm feeling some vulnerability here, some exposure of a sort that I don't usually feel when it comes to other ways that I put myself out there in the world, writing or teaching or facilitating a retreat or holding space with a coaching client or just in conversation with my friends or my wife or kids. One big piece of the vulnerability comes from my just not liking the sound of my own voice. I'd love it if my voice were the voice of, say, James Earl Jones, or Harrison Ford, or the all-time greatest Sean Connery. Heck, I'd even prefer it if I sounded like Kermit the Frog, or Yoda, or E.T. <laughs> All of those were awful. Sorry about that. But... My voice is my own voice, so thanks for bearing with me when I share with you today a few thoughts about sorting through the voices that tell you who to be. We all know that there are some people who just talk too much about nothing, who make a lot of sound without really saying anything, or who say the wrong things, things that are hateful, inflammatory, factually untrue, harmful, divisive, dangerous. We also know that while silence can be a deep gift in a loud and fractured world, silence can also be complicity. Failing to speak up and speak out about injustice, about harm, is not an option either. Anyway, this one deals especially with the internal self-talk that fuels my tendency to get in my own way. Maybe you know what I mean, and have your own version of those interior voices. Thanks for being here. These are incredibly trying times. The headlines are crazy-making. So much is broken, and there's so much to do. I so often feel like I should be doing more, something, anything, and yet I don't know what to do or to say. I don't have anything to offer. Nothing I do or say would make a difference. Those are the kinds of things that a voice in my head has been yammering lately, and truthfully, on and off for a long time. Variations on, I'm not enough. Smart enough, strong enough, connected enough, rich enough, talented enough. Voices of self-doubt, amplified by feeling overwhelmed by all that needs doing. A dull thrum of melancholy and inertia, a gray, drizzly miasma of inadequacy, and a strained desperation to be free of it, for the sun to burst through the clouds. Sound familiar? I suspect I'm not alone in having those voices in my head that cause me to get in my own way. Especially with all that's going on in the world these days. The list is familiar and long, so I won't try to rehash it all. If you're anything like me, I'm guessing you feel mired in soul-sucking stress, uncertainty, and fear from time to time. Maybe you're feeling isolated and alone, stretched thin. Maybe you're feeling adrift, storm-tossed, powerless to grapple with forces that seem beyond your control. Maybe you got swept up in what was called the Great Resignation during pandemic. And maybe you've left behind much of what you've known, but have yet to find your place in the great reimagination and are asking yourself, who am I becoming and where am I headed? Maybe you're yearning for a sense of solid ground under your feet and a clear direction forward. 
But then there are those persistent voices that make it even harder. The ones that remind you, okay, me, of how small you are, I am, in the face of the immense everything that clamors for attention these days. Yes, I get the irony. My own life's work for more than two decades now has been about vocation, meaning, calling, purpose, identity. The word vocation is related to the Latin word for voice, and yet I seem to have such trouble finding, using, raising my own voice. Even believing that I have one at all is often a stretch. Where does this nagging self-doubt come from? Why does it hold on to me so tightly? And if you're like me, how can we, you and I, loosen the grip of that loud and persistent interior voice? Well, what about this? What if you were to ask yourself instead, what voices from within yourself or from others, real or imagined, what voices do you tend to give the most authority and why? What are the messages they carry? What voices actually deserve your trust and attention? Even as I talk with you now, I'm aware of a number of forces, or voices, if you will, wrestling within me. Here's a short popcorn list. I'm calling it a popcorn list, by the way, rather than a bulleted list, as one small way of decreasing our cultural fascination with and acquiescence to violence. More popcorn, fewer bullets. Popcorn number one. There are voices in my head connected with not yet entirely healed bruises from past wounds, rejections, and failures, some petty and long past, some more recent and deep, and the fear of failing again. Popcorn voice number two. The voice of a belief that my worth, my value, depends entirely on the accolades and applause, and most of all, the financial reward and the legitimacy that comes with it. The voice that says that my worth is measured by my productivity and paycheck. Popcorn three. The voices of some deeply seeded impulses to avoid, in no particular order, A. Conflict or B, the appearance and reality of arrogance, or C, superficiality and irrelevance, or D, being wrong, or E, stupid, or F, both wrong and stupid at the same time. Popcorn number four. There's a voice in there of urgency to be of use, to make a difference, and of a crippling sense of overwhelm in the face of the thundering torrent of brokenness and need that continually drenches the world. I want my life to matter. Popcorn five. There is also a voice in there of gratitude, maybe tinged with embarrassment, for my immense privilege and the countless ways that I live, in fact, a gilded and gifted life, blessed with home, family, health, education, abilities, friends. So the list of voices in my head could go on, of course, but you get a sense that it's crowded up there between my ears. So I'll just say here that I ended that popcorn list, as I did, with gratitude. Not to be cute and contrived, but because I really do want to sort through the voices that tell me who I am. The voices that tell me who to be. I really do want to pay more attention to that kind of voice. One that lifts up rather than drags down. Voices of gratitude, of authenticity of a grounded confidence that empowers risk-taking, voices of courage and trust and the strength inherent in vulnerability. In that vein, 
it's begun to occur to me not only that I have been blessed throughout my life to be surrounded and held by exactly that kind of upbuilding voice, but also that because that voice comes from people I respect and trust and love and who love me, I can therefore believe it. I can trust the people in my life who tell me that I am enough, that I do matter, that I am loved and lovable. And when I discount or disregard them telling me those things, in effect, I am discounting and disregarding and dishonoring them. Some dear friends shared with me a while back a poem by Adrian Marie Brown called Radical Gratitude Spell. It goes in part, You are a miracle walking. I greet you with wonder. I honor your commitment to that which is larger than yourself and your journey to love the particular container of life that is you. You are enough. Your work is enough. You are needed. Your work is sacred. You are here, and I am grateful. When I read or hear that poem, I hear it in the voices of people who love me. And because they are who they are, I can believe them when they say, you are enough. You are here, and I am grateful. Or when my dad's last words to me before he died were, I am so proud of you. I could believe him. Or when my former students tell me I've made a difference or changed their lives, I can trust them. Or when my wife Kim continues to love me after all these decades of marriage, 37 years as of last summer. Or when my kids tell me they believe in me, I can know they are telling me the truth. Or when colleagues and clients from across the years tell me I do good and meaningful work, and when they encourage me to put more of it out into the world, including this podcast, by the way, I can, in fact, take their words to heart and try harder not to get in my own way. So, yes, if you're like me, there is often a voice in your head that says, you don't know what to do or to say. You don't, in fact, have anything to offer. Nothing you do or say will make a difference. But thankfully, that voice doesn't have the last word. There are people in your life who know you, who love you, and whom you can trust when they tell you that you do have something to say, and that it's not only okay, but it's important for you to offer it to others. You can believe them when they say, You are here, and I am glad. And it just is true of being human that we are all in this together. As Desmond Tutu and others so wisely remind us, we are because we belong. And because that's the case, it is also true that it's not entirely or even mostly up to me whether what I do or say will matter to someone else. We are fundamentally relational beings, interconnected and interdependent with one another. So when you or I discount our own voices. When you and I doubt that we have anything to say, it seems to me that we're forgetting that there is great power in others hearing and receiving. Other people than myself are the ones who can make or find meaning in what I've said or done. It's no accident that the word spirit resides both in respiration, breathing, and inspiration, Spirit can take words or ideas or questions that I breathe out, and spirit can inspire others 
in ways that I might never imagine or even be aware of. And I can own for myself what I constantly tell others. The world needs each of us to show up as our whole selves. Light and shadow, gifts and failings, hopes and fears, the whole package. I can sort through the voices that tell me who to be, and I can pay special attention to those that help to evoke, literally bring to voice, my truest and best self. Sure, those less helpful voices will still be there, but maybe I can more often turn down the volume, ask them to whisper. I can more often nudge aside my self-doubt and instead try on for size the possibility that I am enough. I matter. I can and do make a positive difference. Oh, yeah. And the same goes for you, by the way. Just saying. So, as always, we leave you this time with some big questions of the week and a practice or action step to take with you. First, the questions for you to reflect on in the coming days. What are some of the loudest or most persistent voices, internal or external, that tell you who to be? And what do you notice when you sort through the voices that tell you who to be? Which ones can you set aside or quiet down? And which ones can you honor or amplify or move closer to front and center? And this week's practice in a few steps. First, as you go through the coming week or more, one day at a time, gently notice instances of internal self-talk that seems to put you down or cause you to get in your own way. Second, experiment. Be playful with how you might reframe or replace those messages. Third, invite others whom you trust to help and support you in that sorting and reframing. Or, if that feels too hard, try giving your help and support to someone else. Let them know that they matter, that they are enough, that they're here, and you are glad. One last word in the spirit of my own living into everything I just said about trusting others who have encouraged me to put my voice and work out there in the world. And that is, if you'd like to explore how I might be able to be of use to you, you can learn more about me and my work by visiting the website www.milkweedgroup.com Milkweed Group is one word. www.milkweedgroup.com there, you'll find info about individual coaching with me, retreat facilitation, leadership development, and more. I'd love to hear from you. We'd all love to hear your voice in the world. Thanks again for being here. I'm Chris Johnson, and this is Pause, Purpose, Possibility, Exploring Meaning and Connecting with True Self.